The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 348 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City and the new greatest cameo in the history (laughs) of Ethan Page's big-time famous toy hunt vlogs. That's right. It's me. Captain Joe Shoes from the car, Jomez Podcast. How you doing, buddy? How the hell that happened? You don't even leave your house. And I you was just walking down the street this? and just happened to come upon a toy hunt. <laughs> That's hysterical. Where, where were you going? What were you Bro, doing? I was in Oshkosh, and it was the night of Brian Myers' extreme conversations with Raven. So I had walked over to the theater, which was basically down the block from the hotel. You know, maybe sure. three blocks, whatever. But there's a small, like, comic toy shop over there that they were filming a toy hunt at. So as I was walking by, I saw them doing, like, their closing piece. So I just stayed off to the side. I wasn't going to interrupt. Yeah, and then Julian looks over and he's like, hey, Joe, are you going to get in here? And I said, no, I don't want to interrupt. He said, hey, come in. So he's like, <laughs> so I just waved. And I, he's like, do you want to <laughs> say anything to the, the toy hunt fans? And I said, nope. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. I was just walking by, trying trying not to ruin the shot. I love it being proper. And now I see uh, people. I had my Rick Boog shirt on, so people know <laughs> yes. that, that's legit. That's it's you. That's <laughs> well, a real Raven saw me in that shirt. I don't know if I if I've told anyone this. So I meet Raven that night, and I've got the Rick Boog shirt on. And Raven looks at me. He goes, "Oh, is that your band?" That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> we, me and Swaggle been laughing about that one for a month now. That's so good. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's your friend, right? It's a buddy Raven, bro. My buddy Raven. He just did Creator Pro last week. Oh, uh, they had yeah, a big, big, big show. show in Long Island. Yes. MJF was there, and not only crazy. was he there making an appearance, he also gave them a match. Fucking wrestles, pretty crazy. Has a wrestle for weeks on AEW, but create a pro, so bro. I knew this was gonna happen. Um, he was like, I guess, adamant about like wanting to have a match, but it was a surprise for the people who were there in yeah. attendance. Um, so he had a match with Leo Sparrow, who I will be wrestling what? at FWF Live Five. It'll be Leo Sparrow. And VSK against the tag team champions, yours truly, and Brian Myers in what will be Gomez. What my last match ever? Get out of here! Until someone calls to book me for the next one. (laughs) But as we stand right now, this is the last one on my schedule. So you hear this, folks? He's got a summer full of open bookings. Come on. Give him a call. Shoot him an email. This is the last one ever on my current schedule. That's it, folks. Come on. (laughs) Come on down. 
And of course, if you're listening to this Thursday when the show drops, you will have already missed it live, but you can go back if you're a member at MajorMarks.com and listen to the most recent Captain's Log, what we did with ECW Music Maker, Harry Slash. Harry's been my buddy for like 20-something years now, so I cannot wait to ask him everything about all his music including the less popular ones like the dusty roads one that hardly anyone brings up oh yeah <laughs> he did that song <laughs> that's good you know, I gotta, when, I gotta see when a dusty list had his carino feud in ecw i gotta see a list of all the stuff he's made because he's probably made things i'm like oh my god that was a harry stuff you know harry is also in the hardcore revolution video game that was made by acclaim he's like oh, one I of the know. jobber guys that you face at like the beginning of career mode or whatever that's funny. And he was basically one of the only people in ECW who played video games and was familiar with the game because he had played the WWF Acclaim games. Cool. So he had the developers give him like all the best moves. So he's incredibly hard to beat. <laughs> That's at, funny. <laughs> at the beginning of this fucking game. Oh, man. That was a big deal. And ECW had a game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right. And now AEW still still waiting for that game. Supposedly done yeah. and ready. Still it's waiting. It's been a while now, right? Still waiting. Yeah, bro. They announced this one of the first things they announced. We're gonna have a game, and they keep showing us. Yo, what footage. is it with these fucking games now? Because it like TNA was able to get a game fucking fifteen yeah. years ago or so, probably yeah. more now. Yes. Um, but like. They were big enough to, I mean, they were selling pay-per-views at that time, but I remember like their highest selling pay-per-view was still not like a high selling by the standards of the day. You know what I mean? I so, think like, they just, they take that risk, you know, we'll go, we're going to, we we maybe can't afford this video game, but we're going to do it because it'll pay for itself. One of those things. Because TNA, you know, they probably shouldn't have had But it. who's okay. taking that risk? It's not TNA taking the risk. It's the developers, right? I guess, but maybe TNA pay. I don't know how that works. Maybe they have to pay for, you know, I don't know. Because why would it? De- that's true. Why would a developer go out of their way to be like, "Yo, TNA Impact, but bro"? Like there, there had to be a market for it that it got put out, you know. And it's got Shark Boy in it, so I assume everyone at home wanted to play it. Of course, got play oh, Suicide. Oh, oh shell, yeah. <laughs> Shark Boy, you're, you're telling me like Impact can't get a game right now? No one wants to be uh, Ponderosa. They gotta be Steve Macklin, bro. They can't bro. wait. <laughs> oh, Impact Wrestling, baby. Oh man, bro, they're doing good. Supposedly they're doing good. I feel. Listen, I don't watch the show. I understand one of my best friends is on it. I, I sure. just I don't watch. You just don't watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, but I hear, I hear it's good from the people who good. do watch the, it. I hear the crowds that it's, it's are entertaining. Good. The crowds are fun. Everybody's having you know? a good time. So that's good. Wrestling's good. Uh, Gomez, let's start today with a little follow-up from last week. Sure. Last week, I came on this program and said some very hurtful, very truthful oh, here we, things here we go. <laughs> about the movie Tron. Now, while these things are indeed the truth, people had problems with them. And I got people on YouTube calling me names. And trying to make fun of me for having an opinion, a correct opinion, mind you, about Tron. But I made a comment last week, Gomez. What's the comment? That I said, we are going to find the Tron fan 
<laughs> Bro, we found too many. And apparently there's more than one of you out there. <laughs> but Jeff Minalia, one of our Council of Jeffs, sure, took, yeah. took great umbrage with very these upset statements. At you. He's very, very upset. upset. <laughs> so, Jeff, I'm going to put it out there. I want to invite you to be a guest on this show. <laughs> and Gomez and I are going to watch Tron. Oh, fuck you guys, man. Gomez hates me. And I'm thinking we make this uh, your own. We'll do a little bonus episode. A little bonus episode with Jeff where we got, we'll watch Tron. We'll do it. Not, we're not going to watch it live, obviously, but we will have recently watched it. And Jeff can tell us why he to this day likes tron he was very excited for the tron light cycle ride at disney world says he's loved tron since being a kid and i just find that hard to believe it's crazy little kids like that how can little kids like them i understand like back then like oh it probably looked like whoa but there's a lot of i don't know but the thing is like even for me like I was too young to see Tron when it yeah. was new. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how, like, is Jeff in his 50s where he was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he is. I've met Jeff. He doesn't he seem could like. Be. So, yeah, maybe he, he is. Could, he could be. Who knows? Uh... But Jeff, the invitation's <laughs> out there. If you would like to come on, we would like to have you on the sh- We'd like to do an episode with you and watch Tron and hear all your thoughts and your main man standings, obviously, mm. for the movie Tron, the original. Oh. We're not gonna watch the fucking sequel. Like we're not doing both. I can't. I just don't have it in me. <laughs> oh, all right. I guess I gotta watch this fucking Tron movie, bro. Well, uh, we gotta see. Maybe he doesn't want to accept our indecent yeah, proposal. Yeah, right. He's gonna. Of course, he is. Who he wants? He's gotta let everybody know how good Tron is because this man. <laughs> Loves Tron. It's, a, Tron it's not shirt. about coming on his favorite podcast with his double main no, men. It's care. about just letting people know how good like Tron finally, is. Finally, the platform to let everyone know. I've been waiting decades <laughs> for this moment. Oh, goodness fucking Tron. All right. All right. So, yeah, the, the first of the Council of Jeffs to be offered an appearance on this show. Oh, fucking guys. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you for getting me into this. You've gotten me into a lot of shit. Remember, <laughs> like, Skinamarink <laughs> is still something I have horrible memories about. PTSD. It's a Why? real thing. Why? Bro, come on. It's the horrible. hot movie. Everyone was talking about it. We had to. We Why had to is that it? still there? <laughs> He's straight. I can't get him off the spaceship, bro. He won't leave. I've been oh. trying. He just. Uh, a little bit more follow-up from last week. Yeah, last week I spoke about a show on HBO Max called Love and Death with Elizabeth yeah. Olsen. And this is about yeah, a a love, not so much a love triangle. It's about an affair that happens between these two people and eventually a murder takes place. It's a true crime story on HBO. We are now up to five episodes in. As it turns out, Gomez, Ooh. our other double main man, Eddie Bowman, reached out yes. and said there was a show about this same case last year on Hulu. Oh, okay. So that one was called Candy. It was five episodes, and it starred Jessica Biel. Oh, okay. Candy, Jessica Biel. I'm on board so far. 
So Candy is actually the woman's name in the case. Oh, then I'm not in border. Yeah, it's an evil Candy. <laughs> no, well, well maybe that. not. I mean, it was kind of in self-defense, so you know, appropriate Candy, I guess. Yeah, self-defense, huh? That's how they make it seem. I'm sure that's her well, excuse, right? So I watched this show. I watched the Hulu show. Ooh, okay. Five episodes. Very different storytelling in the way they've edited it and decided to show the story. Very different. Um, very different casting, but a lot of the same kind of like Jessica Beale's acting is incredibly similar to the Elizabeth Olsen form mm-hmm. of acting. So there's a lot of similar reactions. And you know, now I'm seeing them, you know, basically same time. So I'm, it's easy for me to kind of compare. Sure. So it's interesting in that sense. I do not necessarily like it though. It's just oh. the way it comes off is it feels kind of half-baked in a sense of, of the way they're t- telling the story. Cause there are like some flashbacks and a couple jumps and stuff. It's not hard to understand. It just feels like there's a lot being left out. Sure. And if you have and, another show showing you, which is it's like easy to compare and go, which you is know funny what? because yeah. on the HBO show, I'm saying it feels too much and too dragged out. So, so you need one more that's right in the middle. I, I one need, more show. I, I, I'm Goldilocks right now, jumping from Candy <laughs> Montgomery shows until I find one that's just right. Oh, come on, folks. Come on. We need one more, guys. Get it together. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you're on, um, I guess, let's see, uh, Peacock. If you're Peacock, yeah, make me a show on Peacock about Candy Montgomery. You won't watch it. You don't watch nothing on Peacock. I do too. Every now, there might be I... something on there right now about Candy. You're like, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> I I just recently watched like three episodes of Saturday Night's Main Event that was on there. Oh, did you? I watched. Mm. So I didn't get to see MJF versus Leo Sparrow from Creator Pro the other day, but yeah. I was in the mood to watch a title match, so I decided to watch The Genius versus Hulk Hogan. Love it. <laughs> was it easy I, to find because i no. know people have problems yeah okay. i i only have i find saturday night's main event very difficult to find and it's something i like going back to because it's very nostalgic for me obviously it was a big deal when i was a kid and this particular episode with the genius versus hogan was like one of these things that my mom had to set the VCR to record oh, for me, like because it was going on it oh, used to God. go on in the saturday night live time slot yeah so it's late at night, and I'm seven years old. I ain't staying up till 11.30 at night to watch fucking Hulk Hogan. So, like, the next morning, though, like, kid on Christmas eyes running down the stairs to see if it recorded <laughs> that way. And I must have wore that tape out. I watched the genius versus Hulk Hogan so damn much. And that's the one where Mr. It. Perfect comes, steals the belt, and then breaks it with the hammer. Bastard. It's a big moment. It's a big moment. Right. Who knew something you love would be so historically, you know, important? Yeah, that hardcore belt, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> is that legitimately? I've always assumed it was. I think I mean, it is. I don't know if it actually. I've never is heard like a genuine. A yes, yeah. it is. But I've always kind of assumed it was. Yes, that's what I always thought. Yeah, I never. If you know that. for a fact, if you're listening to this and you know for a fact whether the actual hardcore title held by mankind in ninety eight ninety nine, yeah, in that area, whatever, when they, when he's presented with it by yeah. Mr. McMahon. If you know if that's legitimately the belt that Mr. Perfect broke on Saturday night's main event, I would love to hear some kind of confirmation on that. Love it. 
I mean, I could probably just Google it, but like this is what? much more fun. We're being interactive. Interactive. Come on. Tell us the story. Oh, I heard a good story on a podcast. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I watched this movie, Joe. Uh, you know me, right? I don't watch a lot of trailers. Mm-hmm. I just hear about a movie and I watch it because you tell me someone's in it or a director. I go, okay, I like those people. Let me see. So there's this movie that's been out for a little bit now. Uh, it's called Paint. It stars Owen Wilson. Yes. Okay. He's got a big fro, right? So it looks like Bob Ross, right? Everybody loves Bob. Who don't love Bob Ross? Happy trees. Come on. We love him. So I'm like, oh, let me watch this Bob Ross movie. So it's not really a Bob Ross movie. <laughs> like, it's its own little movie. Like, at first I thought I was going to watch a movie about this guy's life or something. It's not. It's just like a movie about a guy who paints on public access who's very Bob Ross-like. So know? he's not Bob Ross. Yeah, like, I forget his name. He's got some silly name. And it's about he's got a show on public access, and there's a new hot girl. Maybe painter. he's Rob Boss. <laughs> I wish it was similar like that. It's like he's got some weird name that you would go, I would not watch this show if this man was <laughs> his name was here. Let me see this guy's fucking name. Uh I did not like this movie. It was so slow and like boring, like nothing really happens. And like the movie, like you know, because he's playing like the Bob Ross, so he's very like calm and cool, you know. So the movie has that kind of same like you know vibe going mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like all right like all right, i'm down to chill but nothing's really happening so i was not a fan his name is carl nargle who would watch a show from a painter called carl, carl nargle. nargle get out of here why don't no you just one. combine and just be cargle uh, no one would watch that shit unbelievable i'll tell you what if if he did a gimmick where he was like a fish and he <laughs> called himself cargle I will watch that. <laughs> oh, so this is on uh, VOD. It's not streaming anywhere yet. Mm. Uh, don't run to see it. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> like, don't, don't run. I looked, for, I looked at the reviews. Most people are like, you know, it's a pretty middle of the pack kind of movie. It's not overhated, overpraised. Just kind of there. It seems like a movie is just like, yeah, I guess you know something. To, it's short. It's like 90 minutes. That's the one. Good thing about it. Yeah. The good thing about positive. it is that it ends. <laughs> it ended pretty short, you know. But uh yeah, pass on that one. No good. I love Owen Wilson. So I was excited. I was like, oh, let's have some fun. Let's have some laughs tonight. Let's f- try to stay awake. <laughs> well, Owen Wilson will be back in uh Loki season two very soon. So very soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. Then maybe you could to- love him again then. I will, because I thought he was great on Loki. Loki was great. We loved Loki, right? Loki was fun. Oh, wait, we didn't love it? I don't remember. You know what? It's I got to go back uneven, and watch right? it again. It, it was a little uneven. So I, was yeah. it great? Probably not. But it was fine. It was entertaining. And it was, I'd, I'd watch again. I think um, Secret Wars starts in a couple weeks. Oh. I think, that's, I think that's like the first week of June or something. I'm excited. Something different from Marvel, you know? Like some. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some kind of new kind of thing. I'm excited. I'm excited. What else? So Gomez, you mentioned your movie wasn't on streaming, but no. I watched a movie on streaming today, freshly Ooh. added to Amazon Prime. It's Ooh. the movie Air with Ben oh. Affleck and Matt Damon and Jason Bateman, where they are the executives at Nike who are trying to land Michael Jordan to a shoe deal. This was in theaters 
very recently, and this suddenly popped up on streaming, which is why uh, I guess neither one of us rushed out to the theaters to see it because it was always said that it was coming yeah. to streaming relatively well, soon. It was made for Amazon, and then Amazon's like, hey, uh, we can make a couple bucks if we put this out in theaters for a couple weeks. Yes, you can. Like, oh, my God. So, yeah, there was no rush to see that. I had read the book, the Phil Knight book mm-hmm. about uh, the the Nike stuff, and it was very interesting. So a movie about Nike, yeah, it's, it's definitely on my radar. I did not get to see this yet. What do you think? So Joe? it's not necessarily a movie about Nike, but it is this one singular instance of yeah. – trying to land Michael Jordan where Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, who has now become like this mythological great recruiter in the history of uh, the marketing and sneaker business. Uh, But at the time he is very much not that. And the basketball division at Nike is about to get completely cut out because it is just horribly unprofitable. And Sonny just, says, I have to have Michael Jordan. He's the best player I've ever seen, and he can transform this whole division. And it's about how they go about signing Michael Jordan, who very much wanted to sign with Adidas at the time, really had no interest in even taking a meeting from Nike because Nike had zero street cred. Yeah, they were running shoes. They They had zero street cred in the basketball shoe game. You had Converse All-Stars, which was – a bunch of players signed to Converse, but they all wore the same shoe. You know, that's oh, hard that's to think right. about in today's yeah. terms. But yeah, Magic and Larry, like there was no Magic Johnson shoe. There was no Larry Bird shoe. There was no Isaiah Thomas shoe. There was just Converse All-Stars that these guys wore and endorsed. They all wore the same shoe and they got all the biggest players. So one of the biggest things to be able to pitch to Michael Jordan was we're not about to lump you in with a bunch of other guys. You will be your own thing. We're even going to name the shoe after you. It's going to be called Air Jordan. And his mom, according to the movie, negotiates the clause that gives him a percentage of every shoe sold with the name Air Jordan on it, which absolutely becomes transformative. So I found this to be... um, not necessarily a great movie, but a very good and enjoyable, easy movie to watch. Uh, obviously, if you are around our age group, you are definitely familiar with Michael Jordan. Obviously, Ooh. you know what a fucking Air Jordan sneaker is. What? Uh, yeah, that? exactly. <laughs> and to go to think about there being a time where that didn't exist. Yeah. And the, the so sneaker game was so vastly different than kind of what it is now and what it has become very uh interesting and i thought the performances were pretty good including affleck doesn't have a big role here he's directing the movie as well um but he also plays phil knight the head uh, ceo and founder of nike but he has this like exuberance which i've always heard about phil knight and affleck just kind of captures this like i'm trying to think of the word it's just like almost an aloofness to like the like the real world and just like kind of doing things on his own like at one point like he's just like ah, i gotta go like he just runs for like the hell of it but he's wearing like ravishing rick rude pink striped tights like (laughs) so it's just it's just very weird but affleck is very entertaining and i thought all the performances were pretty good Mm, i'm definitely i'll be definitely checking out this week yeah i I will i would put it uh triple and a half main man 
Oh, that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. Yeah, I, it's a very it's an very easy solid. movie. Very easy movie to sit and you, you know you don't gotta pay super close attention to. You understand what's going on. You get some good performances and some good moments and stuff. Mm, very nice. Joe, I checked out a, a show that people have been talking about this week, last oh couple God. weeks. I know what it is. What? What do you know? What show? Ally McBeal. <laughs> I love Ally McBeal. Uh, <laughs> close, though. Close. I checked out Jury Duty, Joe. This so is, uh, I've been hearing about this, too. Yeah. For weeks, I've been hearing about this. Uh, it's on Freevee which is technically a channel on Amazon. So it's on Amazon. If you go on Amazon, it'll pop up. Uh, but it's a free channel. It's free. And uh, it's basically the Joe Schmo show. We love the Joe Schmo show. This is our shit. So let's explain what that is. A lot of people probably don't know because yeah, we're going back course. 20 years easy on yes. Joe Schmo. 100%. So the Joe Schmo show was on Spike TV when they first did their rebranding after being TNN, the Nashville network for years and years and years. They've rebranded to be Spike TV, which was geared at young adult male audience. You know, like, oh, we're putting guys. They they had just gotten Monday Night Raw on the channel. They had stolen it away from USA. And they were going to give us a whole bunch of guy stuff like video game awards and and the Joe Schmo show, which was a reality show where there was one person in the house who thought it was real. But everybody else was a hired actor. They had a backstory. They had to learn their whole character. Everything was fake except for this one guy. And they wanted to see how long they could go without him figuring it out. And in the first season, it kind of ruined it for future seasons because they got this one guy from Pittsburgh, Matt Kennedy Gould, who really hasn't been heard from since. No, that's it. So it's, it's, but... At the time, he just seemed like he was the world's nicest guy. The most genuine, nice guy you ever met. Bro. And he went in with the intent to just have a really good experience. Yeah. That even though there were some things along the way that could have tripped it up and should have been like an alert for him, he just went in completely naive to the situation and bought in hook, line, and sinker. And you even have like young actors who hadn't broken through yet. Kristen Wiig is on that first show. Yes, she, she plays is. Dr. Pat. John Huertas is on season two. And, you know, obviously he was big in Castle. And um, uh, what's the uh, This Is Us he's big on. Does Ooh. a lot of directing now for TV. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, John Huertas, very busy guy. Awesome. So you you have some people who become recognizable later. But at the time, they're just, you know, struggling yeah. actors. And... The Joe Schmo show, that first season was dynamite. Like Gomez and I could not wait to get to the season finality of that. So right, good. like we, we had a yes. party, I believe. <laughs> I believe like, it. Made- I think I, I want to say like all our group of friends got together to watch the finale <laughs> of the the season one finale of the Joe so Schmo show. So what a time, bro. Like we were getting, there was just the commercials that they would use to hype it up, and they'd be like, "It's a reality show that isn't real," and you would just hear the one guy's voice in the background go, "What is going on?" <laughs> they could not have asked for a better person. Oh my goodness! So this show is doing the same thing, where it is a jury selection and then a trial, 
and everybody is an actor. The judge is an actor. The lawyers, 11 of the jurors are actors, except for one guy. One guy's a real guy. And his whole thing is he's never done jury duty before. So he really doesn't know how it's supposed to go in here. So stuff is happening. He's like, well, I've never done jury duty. So I'm like, I don't know if this is supposed to happen or not. And so it's a bunch of, you know, lesser known actors, except for James Marsden. Lovable Cyclops. Yes, Cyclops. Sonic the Hedgehog. He's Uh, on the jury. Lemon's husband. Yep. And so he's on there. And it's just him. He's on and the a bunch jury. He's on the jury. Yep. Like, is he that, James Marsden though? Yes, or he's he James Marsden. Yes, he's, he's playing like, himself. Oh, I'm famous actor yes. James Mar. I, I should I ha- also I happen to get called. Yes, I shouldn't have to do this, right? I'm like, I, I got a big part coming up. You know, I got to see how how can I get at? So he like befriends the guy. You know, like it's really good. Uh, I watched two episodes. I think it's six or seven episodes. I'm digging it. Uh, I don't love it. You know, I don't think it's as good as Joe Smo. Um, this guy is very good though. They got someone who is he's being nice, he's going along with things that you would want him to go along with. Like mm-hmm. he's not like questioning, he's just like kind of playing along, like yeah, him and James Marsden like become friends and he's like backing him up and stuff, and then one point he does it and it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. So it's fun. I'll probably finish it because it's like 30, 40 minutes. It's quick at quick, yeah, episode. quick watch. and uh it's fun, it's light, it's easy. I think most people are going to get a kick out of it. I think, especially if you're not familiar with Joe Schmo, the idea of a reality show where everyone's in on it except for one person, it is, it's a cool concept. It's a good concept. It's probably been done, overdone by this point, but at the time where Joe Schmo started, it was sure. the first of its genre, you know, because reality television had just become a big thing in its own. Yes, it was. So Joe Schmo kind of broke new ground for the genre and I don't think you can watch it anywhere. I have it on DVD. I have, I have seasons it on one DVD and two on yeah. DVD. That may have to go up on twitch.tv slash mezmovie at some point. We might have to do that. Have a if we get some feedback, if you guys Schmo. are interested in the Joe Schmo show, that may have to uh, come out of uh, the cobwebs here. But season yeah, jury duty two... sounds fun. Yeah, go ahead. Season two had moments. I'm thinking of season two, Joe Schmo. The Falcon. It had moments. The Falcon... I remember, right? They got they had to switch someone halfway in well, or something, right? They had two schmoes on right. the season two at the beginning, uh, a woman and a man, and the woman kind of figures it out, figured it almost out, right? right away. So then they have to be like, "Hey, don't ruin this for the guy. We're gonna That's make right. you part of it." That's right. Okay. All right. So I'm interested now. Maybe it's better than we think. But, you know, we so fondly remember. The first season was so good, and that guy was just so good (laughs) that it made anything. It's like putting the Bad Bunny match on and then expecting the main event to be able to, uh, you know, have people still invested. Insane. Yeah, Jerry Duty, Freebie, Amazon. I'm interested. That's on Amazon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've I've been hearing about it. I've been a lot of people talking about it. I want to check it out. I like James Marsden. Yeah, he's, got, he's, fun. he's a very charming guy. He is. And he's playing it up, you know, he's playing himself, but you know, a little a little douchey, uh, you know. So it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he's having fun with himself, which is always good. I also like having fun with myself. Lots <laughs> Who doesn't? Who so, doesn't? Yo, I'm just gonna put it out there. Jerking <laughs> off rules. <laughs> I mean, 
Sure. There's nothing wrong with it, bro. <laughs> That'll probably you know, be the title of this week's episode. I mean, if I'm allowed to, I, I know YouTube has some standards, but I mean, yeah, you know, if I can put jerking off in the title, it's definitely going to be there. I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we put it's not for children, right? So, I mean, we should be allowed to do this. <sighs> See, that's bullshit. Come on. Come on. Too many rules. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, it does. It's great. It does no one's no one's gonna, who's gonna say no? Come on, we don't we don't we don't play that here. It's the best. Uh, I also checked out a show on streaming this week, Gomez. New release over on Disney Plus. This was one of my things that I've been looking forward to for a long time since it was first announced. Muppets Mayhem, the story of Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem recording their first album. It's, you know, created, executive produced by Adam F. Goldberg, who is, he did the Goldbergs, obviously. He's become like the king of nostalgia in the pop culture medium for all the stuff that he's behind and producing. It's like if I had the drive and talent to create like the stuff that I liked, I would be Adam F. Goldberg because he's basically just doing stuff catering to me at this point. He did a documentary (laughs) On the Garbage Pail Kids called 30 Years of Garbage. Oh. He was behind, uh, he was an executive producer on the Powers of Grayskull documentary oh. about the history of He-Man. He's He you know created the Goldbergs, obviously, which is based on a lot of stuff that happened in his childhood. And he also did the spinoff with Schooled was another show he did. Oh, so this yeah. guy, he's got his fingers in a lot of things that I like. It's like he, he knows me, he knows I'm his audience, and he says... What does Captain Joe Shoes like? That's what I'm going to make. And he went and made Muppets Mayhem, which is cool for me because I often like the lesser characters. I love the electric mayhem. Zoot is a top three Muppet for me. Good guy. So in this story, it's about them creating the album. They were supposed to do it decades ago, (laughs) and they said they would do it when they finished up their tour. The problem is that the Electric Mayhem have never stopped touring. It's a great band. So now we get this whole situation. They're put into a house where they got to create this album. We get cameos up the wazoo. It's 10 episodes. They go very quick. Gomez, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not like a hardcore Muppets fan, but I like the Muppets. And now you're giving me kind of background Muppets and making them the centerpiece of this new show and it's done so well. It is such, it's got such a good Muppets feel to it. It is so much fun. It is so enjoyable. The Mupp, like whether or not you are even Dr. Teeth and fans, like you're going to be like, you're going to fall in love with these characters if you haven't already been exposed to them. They're used great. The show is so, so well done. I'm going to give it a quadruple main man. I've watched the whole thing. I think it's great. I think it is great. There are so many cameos, so many legitimate laugh out loud parts, and some very heartwarming ones of as course. well that I won't give away quite yet. Mm. I, I can't talk up this show enough. I know my friend Swaggle is a huge Muppets fan. He's got some ugly Muppets tattoos all over his pudgy little legs. And he loves the Muppets. And he's not finished yet, but where he's at, he's loving each episode more and more. So that's a bill of sale from the Mm -hmm. the Muppet Maestro. 
star of Muppet Mesa. Muppets Most that, Wanted. Muppets Most Wanted. He was the star. <laughs> uh, I saw two episodes of this show, and Joe, I couldn't agree more. The two episodes I saw, I just loved it. I thought it was great. I can't wait to finish watching it. It was so. I was like. This show is fantastic. This is what a Muppet show. This is exactly what I needed right now. It just has that feeling, right? Where you're like, this yeah. is how the Muppets need to be used. Yep. It was so good. I'm loving it. I can't wait to finish it, bro. So Adam Goldberg has, I'm uh, sorry, Adam F. Goldberg. Ooh. Well, there was another Adam Goldberg in his yeah, the, yeah. class. So he's always been <laughs> Adam. Oh, that's funny. Um, but he has, you know, gone on social media and said his goal now is to create an entire Muppets verse with all oh, different shows. Do all and, the background characters. That's cool. You know, do a whole thing because, you know, like he, he's he's like us. He's a fan. He grew up liking a bunch of stuff. And the Muppets have kind of been dormant for a long time. We had that. We had those two Jason Siegel movies, right? The first yeah. one, very good. Muppets Most Wanted was okay, I guess. All right. Had moments. Um, yeah, had moments. But then it's like we kind of forget how to use the Muppets. That that ABC show, remember, with the sexy pig? Yeah. The sexy pig and, taking over. <laughs> and, and they had the Disney special of Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh, That was, yes, what, a year right. ago or so? That's just speaking of, Joe, did you see the trailer? For I, know, I know it dropped. Drop. I haven't watched it. I heard people saying, oh, my God, there's so many ride Easter eggs. Like, people are losing their minds. So I can't I'm wait sure for you to see that. I love the Haunted Mansion ride. It's such a basic ride. You know, it really sure, is. But, so but it's if it's fun, it's fun. Once again, a lot of nostalgia for me. And as an That's adult, right. I like it maybe even more than I did as a kid because there's so many things to, that you can look for when you're on the ride that it almost becomes you can see things for the first time no matter how many times you've been on the ride. There's a lot to be able to look for. And the Imagineers who created the ride really did a spectacular job in hiding and putting different things all over the place. So if, if you ever want to Google like things to look for and the Haunted Mansion ride, I mean, I there's it. lists and lists of stuff where that people have cooked up and put out there. Interesting. I love that. Things to look for. On the yeah, Mansion. legitimately things to look for. I believe I'm sure there'll be so many results. <laughs> you know, even they've become like their own characters. Like I never realized up until the past couple of years that like some of like to me, they're just the Haunted Mansion ghosts, you know, like. Yeah, I'm sure oh, they, they, they have names and backstories. They have I'm names sure and backstories and people. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm a fan of this one and I'm a fan. Yeah. Of course. Because, you know, people have to yeah. they latch on, you know, they find you know, that and then character. Even, Funko started putting out pops of the ghosts semi recently, and Ooh. those became hot sellers. I knew I should have bought them at the time. I didn't. I, I I'm trying to sell these Funkos anyway, but you know I could have flipped them. I could have been that flipper guy. Oh, you bastard! Yeah, so I missed out. But yeah, Muppets Mayhem. Like if you're if you haven't watched it yet, do yourself a solid. Go watch it. Good for the kids. It's. You know, yes. like you'll you'll be entertained too. It's not just a four kids show. You'll enjoy no. it, but you can watch it with your kids. It's it's definitely for the whole family. Hundred percent, yes, definitely. Good, look at that. I'm excited. I'll definitely, I'll come back next week and give my five star review because I'm sure I can't imagine it not being as good as it started. I figure it's all the way through. You know, it, they just seem to really understand the characters they're working with, 
and that it's the Muppets. It doesn't have to be fucking realistic. Yeah, I hope not. You I know, don't want it to be. No, like, and I tell you what, like, my man is Zoot. I've always said I love Zoot. Zoot gets such great time in this show, including at one point they're filming like a reality show to about them recording the album. And Zoot doesn't realize it's a show and starts like a casting call for people to come in and audition to play him. And the cameos that we get out of that and just Zoot's reaction to the people trying to play him is just mwah, chef's kiss. Love it. Can't wait, baby. Got to have another busy week of watching. Oh, we're going to have a, we're going to have a few busy weeks coming up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Especially if Jeff accepts our invitation to come on and talk Tron. Oh, say no, Jeff. Say no. <laughs> Just put out a tweet. I'll put the tweet up on the screen. Say what you need to say. Tron I'll is good because I like it. I like <laughs> Tron. Tron the best. There you go. Love Blue, right Jeff. There. Perfect. Save us the two elements. <laughs> oh, you watch anything else, Jeff? Only our main event. Oh, baby. What a main event. Oh, yes, the Wheel of Superheroes has spun and spun and landed on a gem. <laughs> you know what? So I didn't, really didn't know a lot about this movie. Like, I of knew course. it existed, and that's yes. about it. Now, sure. I will say, I th- uh, I would have always imagined this to be a lot older than it is. Her, yet, like, yes, early 90s, right? Yeah, I, like 100% early 90s. Like, when I see 1998, I'm going, it blew my mind. I said, sorry, is, is this right? I said, wait a minute. Do I have the right movie here? And Gomez, did you know that we are only less than two weeks away from the 25th anniversary of this initial airing of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, Yes, I purposely did it that way. Did you purposely spun the wheel that way? (laughs) This originally aired May 26th, 1998. So almost to the day, just a pubic hair away from Damn. the 25th anniversary. That it's so it's the truth. When I saw, I said, "This kid." But then I thought of, I said, "Oh well, I guess right." David Hasselhoff, right? That's his prime years, right? Well, to That's me, it's Baywatch. not. To what, me, what, it's, what's Baywatch like? Ninety four, five, early nineties. Oh, I'm still okay. in grade school when Baywatch oh, is like. Oh, see, okay. So, like, probably 93, 94. Oh, like so this is even weirder. Yes. <laughs> so, now, here's the thing. I did some research on this. Now, sure. number one, I, under no circumstance, do I have any understanding of how, in 1998, we are getting a Nick Fury vehicle. No shot. It's got to be, like, let's do a spy show or something, like, something like like No, because no... here's what it is, Gomez. <laughs> What is it? There was originally plans for a live action Nick Fury going back to as early as September of 1986. Jesus. And it just got pushed and moved and halted all (sighs) these years until they finally get the go ahead to go ahead and create this television movie in 1998 that aired on Fox. And the reason for this movie was to try to act like a a vehicle. It was supposed to be like a backdoor pilot to try to get a new live action series started about S.H.I.E.L.D., which eventually happened on ABC as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. many, many years later. 
But this was what they were kind of going for at this time. And the reason Hasselhoff was cast in this as Nick Fury is they wanted to have some sort of recognizable star power. Sure. So while Hasselhoff, he was still a, a name at this point. But yes, I mean, yeah. this is still a few years after like the peak peak of Baywatch. Yeah, I'm looking. IMDb says Baywatch is from 89 to 2001. So yeah, this is the end of the Baywatch era. To he me, might not even be on the show. Baywatch at that point. is 93 to 96, 92. like that. That's peak Baywatch to me. Because Pam Anderson was like when I was in the seventh and eighth grade, like junior high, Pam Anderson was the girl. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. peak Baywatch. I love it. Fucking Baywatch. But the thing I can't get over is where as someone who wasn't a comic book guy, I just don't get like where they thought this Nick Fury was going without something like an MCU where you're yeah. going to develop and flesh out all of these side characters. Was Nick Fury really that big of that popular of a character that, hey, he could be the leading guy in this new t television vehicle we got? Maybe they think like uh, they could use him like they use him in MCU where he bridges. Like they'd be like, oh, we'll do a couple regular episodes and then we'll do a Tony Stark episode maybe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's got to be something. I, I genuinely don't know. So I asked my man, Knick, who's a very big comic book guy. Yeah. I said, tell me what you know about this movie. And it really wasn't much. He goes, oh, but I love that movie because it was the <laughs> very first thing where I felt like I was getting a, a genuine Marvel movie. I, I agree with that, where there was a lot of stuff that we hear about years later in the MCU. Like, they were very true. It wasn't like one of these movies that hates comic books. Like, it was like trying to be a comic no, book movie. It, like, there are some inaccuracies, obviously. Sure. But for the most part, it is pretty accurate to the character of Nick Fury and, and some of the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff and the fact that there is a helicarrier. Yes, there's a helicarrier. You know, Clay Quartermain is a character who's killed early on in this movie, but is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in, like, every form of everything. One of the side characters in this is Alexander Pierce, who pay, plays a, a British agent, but in the MCU, he's the character portrayed by Robert Redford. Oh, so, Pierce, like, that, yeah. that's, that's uh, one of those. So what is this movie about, Gomez, according to IMDb? What is Agent this? Nick Fury is asked to fight the menace of Hydra after exiling himself in the Yukon since the end of the Cold War. Oh, it's a long time. I think that only does probably a half good job of explaining the, sure. the premise of the movie. It's the basic, yeah. Nick Fury got kicked out of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he was a <laughs> rough and tumble kind of guy. rebel. Yeah. Don't play by the gonna... rules. So now there's a, a big Hydra invasion by the daughter of Baron Von Strucker. They seize back his dead corpse because he has a virus in it that they mm -hmm. can weaponize. And in the process, they kill Clay Quartermain, who I guess was childhood friends with Nick Fury. So now he's uh, they need him back because yeah. no one can stop Hydra like Nick Fury. That's it. You need someone who goes off book sometimes. <laughs> and hey, like the, Nick Fury, you know, they try telling him that like the world's changed. He's like, well, if the world has changed, you wouldn't still need guys like me to save it. Perfect 90s action hero. This line. movie. <laughs> Is chock full of all the oh, it's a, prototypical not, it's tough fun, guy yep. talk. Like when you see your 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 long lost friend, you 
look at you, you swine. Like the, if, the way- if this was a well-known movie, this would be on list of when people talk about what's a like a '90s action. Show me something that shows me '90s. This right here, bro, '90s action. It is. <laughs> now I've only heard absolutely terrible things about this movie. I don't think it's unwatchable. It's fine. It's a fine. It's a t- made for TV movie. It's nothing so terrible. It's, nothing it's not so like great. they it's went and blew one hundred and eighty million dollars no. on this budget. The budget no. for this was six million dollars. You yes, know, so like it's very small, contained. It's nothing crazy, and I think the cheesiness is is fun. Like that's part of the charm. And so the guy who originally wrote the script, he says the best thing about the movie is actually Hasselhoff. Because he's in on the joke, so Good. he's delivering it as he it is. was meant to be written, like tongue-in-cheek and stuff. And I will say, look, David Hasselhoff is not going to win like any thespian awards anytime Whoa. soon, right? What are we, why are we shit-talking? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, listen, I grew up on David Hasselhoff. I love Knight Rider as a kid. Yeah. I had that little toy dashboard that you would put on the floor and you would oh, sit yeah? in front of. And all, it was... <laughs> It wasn't a computer screen because I, it felt like we didn't have computers back then, yes. but it was just you would see this like rotating thing where it was just like it looked like you're driving on the road Mind and make noise and shit. I love Knight Rider. I love Baywatch because as I grew up, I loved girls in bathing suits and David Hasselhoff was there to supply them to me. And he hired Pam Anderson and he hired Yasmeen Bleeth and he hired Nicole Eggert. And yes. I appreciate him greatly. Alexandra Paul, never really my type. But everyone else, the rest <laughs> Erica Alaniac, Carmen Electra, what like a time. Joe said, to be he alive. loves jerking off. <laughs> this jerking is the start. This is the start, you see? And do you this know? Was... No, actually, yeah, time, time Around period the time. may match up. Do you know how many good parody porn movies we've gotten because of Baywatch? I'm sure. I can only imagine. We've gotten Babe Watch, which has like, I don't know, 100 volumes. We've gotten Boob Watch, which has, I don't know, 100 volumes. I've seen them all. They're all great. You know it's good if it's got 100 sequels, bro. Come on. You can't just make sequels for no reason. That's not how it works. I spent boob watch all chicks with giant boobs being watched by me. Watched. <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> Tiffany Towers, Rocky Roads. I'm here for it. Holly Body. I'm here for it. <laughs> what were we talking about? What is this even about? What are we? What a podcast is this? <laughs> Do you you ever click the the vintage section when you're when you're scrolling? Do you like go back and watch these nineties? I only so my search history is always just nineties. I love it. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I want some Diana Loren. Oh, I want some Asia Carrera, Kobe oh. Ty, mm. Nikki Sterling, and of course the goat, the greatest of all time. I'm not even kidding here. Stacy Valentine. Oh, that's always been Joe's goodness. favorite. <laughs> oh, God bless. What an episode. <laughs> so who thought you were going to get a lot of good 90s porn talk out of the David Hasselhoff Nick Fury agency? No one you, uh, you know, it wasn't that far-fetched. I mean. Really? 
Anytime we bring a Hasselhoff, Baywatch comes up. And if we're talking Baywatch, of course, we're going to start talking about the ladies. I mean, what else did you watch Baywatch for? The storyline. And David Charvet. Those kids always drowning on the beach. Fucking, Those... Can't even fucking swim. <laughs> what are you doing on the beach? <laughs> Why would you go? I don't know. If I don't know how to do something, I don't just jump in and figure it out. <laughs> <sighs> so Nick Fury, agent, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Listen, I don't think it's that fucking bad. I'm not no. going to sit here and tell you it's good. No. But people make it out to be like this absolutely horrible <coughs> movie. Like, oh, this is one of the worst Marvel things ever. And honestly, I don't think it is. I think there are definitely things out there that are worse than this. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. No. There's nothing. There is nothing so bad about this movie. This movie is fine. It's not great. But like I said, it is enjoyable. It's also like 90 minutes. It's quick and easy. Bing, bam, boom. Because it's made for TV. So, you know, yep. it's it hits all the beats. You got to go. Keep going. Keep going. So it's not a lot of downtime. Something's always happening. So that makes it enjoyable. This movie is not bad, folks. No, and I mean, we're only a couple of years away at this point from when superhero movies basically got legitimized by sure. the, the first X-Men movie. Yeah. Which, at the time, we all went to see X-Men going, I know it's going to suck, but I want to see the X-Men. We got to see X-Men. We have to, yeah. And then we all walked out of there going, oh, oh my God. Oh, my not God. Bad. Oh, my God. And then... Two years later, we all went to see Spider-Man and said, I know I can't compare it to X-Men. I know X-Men is going to give me unrealistic expectations, but I'm still going to go see Spider-Man. And then we all walked out of there going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And and all of a sudden, we had this superhero revolution on our hands. Yep. We were just a couple years away from that when we had Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's not that bad. Gomez, hit the music. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., 1998, baby. Where's this fall on your main man standings? Bert, I'm glad you were able to find this movie. I'm glad you have this movie. I'm glad people got to see this movie because yes. it doesn't even have a really hard no. release. It does have a, it is a DVD, but it was a Best Buy exclusive DVD. Which is insane. It's so crazy. It's very odd to think about. So I, I wonder how much, like I should, I should have eBayed it, like, checked how much an out-of-print copy of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going for. But, like I said, I don't think this is that bad. I think it is kind of unfairly remembered, and people want to make fun of it because it's a Hasselhoff vehicle. So it's kind of like low-hanging fruit for people. Like, oh, it's Hasselhoff, so you know it can't be too serious. He's not, look, I'm not, he's not going to win a Golden Globe for this, nor should he. But he's fine. Every, there's nothing outwardly horrible about this movie. It's not the best, but it's so far from the worst. And that's why I'm going to go double main man. I found enough entertainment value in this movie where I'm going to throw it two stars. Same thing, baby. Two stars. It's fine. It's good. 
you some people might enjoy it even more than us. You know, they might love that cheesy shit. That might be their shit. You know, uh, it's very enjoyable. I'm looking on eBay now. You could get a brand new copy for eleven bucks. I almost not feel like lot, I gotta buy it. Not a lot of copies though. It's the only one I'm looking. I'm only seeing this one person selling it from. Is it a buy it now? Oh, look at this. It's a region two UK disc, so it won't That's even why. work, bro. Oh man. So look at this. You can't even get this. Unbelievable. That's the wow. only one up on eBay right now. The only one I see. I wow. see because I see a lot of comics. There's a lot mm-hmm. of Nick Fury Agent of Shield comics. So oh well look, we'll do some research to see if we can find something for next week. That's crazy. But yeah, folks, if you ever get a chance to see it, I don't know. Maybe I'll stream it another time for people who knows. But uh, it's good. It's worth it. I think people would see it and they would go, this isn't the worst Marvel. Come on. We've yeah, worse I, I agree with that. I, I think there's been a lot worse Marvels. You know, not even just counting MCU. There's a lot of other Marvel stuff that yeah, we might be watching. Of, yeah. <laughs> now, Gomez on his stream this week on Twitch had some stuff in the middle. I didn't get to watch the stream straight through, but I did catch some. What was that like? Um Kaiju Spider-Man stuff? Going it was on? the Japanese Spider-Man series, bro. It's the best. It's like a regular Spider-Man show. And then all of a sudden, the monster gets big and Spider-Man's got to figure out what to do. <laughs> Little Power Rangers action. It's the fucking best. It, I know. I've, I've, obviously, I've seen parts of this before. I've seen it mentioned on documentaries and stuff. I've never seen like a full episode of this Spider-Man show. So to see this in that form was pretty entertaining. So for those of you who tuned into the Gomez's Twitch stream to watch this movie this week, I hope you really enjoyed that bonus he threw in. I'm probably going to show more episodes throughout the uh, the summer when we watch other stuff because uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun watching that shit. Now, we do have a break from the wheel this week because there's a big release coming this week, isn't oh, there, Oh, yes, there is, baby. Oh, boy. Are you ready for Fast X? The family's back together, bro. Now, we got to talk about this. Fast X. But is this this was supposed to be the last one. But <laughs> is it? Because now we're hearing that the last movie is the last story. I guess the last chapter is going to be split into a trilogy. At first, it was going to be split into two movies. And now recently, this guy has come out and said, oh, you know what? Actually, it's a trilogy. <laughs> so... I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, You know, I don't love all these movies. I love some of them, but I always get entertainment from them. So I'll keep watching them. Exactly. I I always leave there entertained, even for as ridiculous as it gets. And there was even a tweet this week where someone was like, okay, what's your define, like your mark of designation as to where Fast and the Furious just got too ridiculous. And for me, I pulled out the very famous gif from Mean Girls, and I said, the limit does not exist. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> give give them all to me. I, I am always entertained by these movies, and I cannot say that for every entry in a lot of other series of movies out there. 100%. Like I said, they're not all fucking gold mines, but you're watching that. You're going to see some big, dumb action, and that's that's what I came there for. That's why yep. I watch it on the big screen. I love them. I very rarely watch these at home. It's meant for big consumption. It, you know what? It is. I, I can't say I rewatch them a lot. Yeah. 
No. Maybe if they're <laughs> like if if I was at someone's house where like we're having a party and flipping through the channels and like oh there's Tokyo Drift is on FX right now like yeah maybe I'll leave that on for a while but I'm not you sitting know, here going oh you know what I really want to see Fast Six right now you know I don't see Fast and the Furious on cable a lot that's something that's like I feel I like it would have been a while prime ago. for cable right it, it feels like, like definitely like weekend or holiday graduation type party thing where you're at like your uncle's house. They don't know what yeah. to put on because like it's a yeah. slow sports time. We'll just put something on. Yep. All hundred percent. That's what we do at the in-laws. Let's watch something. Let's go. Why not? All right. Fast X. Um, I'm excited. I got my, actually I don't have my tickets. I got to squeeze it in. I've got a busy week, but we're going to squeeze it in. And, and speaking of uh, busy, Apparently, these guys were busy sp- spoiling one of the biggest oh, su- surprises of the movie. I don't even understand what is the purpose of spoiling it because it's a spoiler for an a end credit scene or something, like at the end of the movie that has nothing to do with the movie. So it's not like, oh, how, uh, you know, like with uh, what's that fucking Shazam. They started spoiling, like, oh, you know, Wonder Woman is going to be in this yeah. movie. Even though she shows up at the fucking end. But they, like, try to be like, oh, Wonder Woman's in this movie. You should try to, to see it. You know, like, okay. But for this, what are we doing? Why are we spoiling this? What are we doing? No, nah, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how it does at the box office. I think opening week is obviously going to be a monster. Um we just had Guardians of the Galaxy followed up with a very, very strong second very week. Good. I was another, just gonna say another yeah, sixty-two million dollars. Yeah, so the movie hasn't be, done that for beat a while. the expectations again. Uh, has surpassed Ant Man, um, up to date now. So this is a, a big, obviously a big hit for Marvel. So now we're gonna see if Universal keeps it going with Fast and the Furious. Oh, I'm excited. That's uh, that's next week, Joe. Mm. Oh, so we should finish up this week then. I think so. Let me hit some music here. It's now time for the big finish. All right. Let's get the wheel up. And let's spin it. This was gonna Joe's gonna do this in four seconds. Today's big finish, folks. Favorite Met players. This is like this. Joe was born for this. Here we go. Come on, Very difficult. Go. What? Really? One and two are definitely solid. My my favorite oh. baseball player of all time, my favorite childhood baseball player was Greg Jeffries. And to this day, I am bullying. The proprietor of the Queens Baseball Convention to bring in Mr. Jeffries for some kind of meet and greet or breakfast or panel appearance at one of his conventions. That way I can host it. And uh, if that ever does become a reality, I have been told I will become the host. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Greg Jeffries, number one. My number two is Mike Piazza. Love Mike Piazza. Led us into a golden era of Mets baseball. That uh, previously uh, never happened before. First time we ever had back-to-back years in the playoffs was because of Mike Piazza. But when it comes to number three, 
I don't think there's a clear cut number three. There's a lot of guys I like a lot. I love Jacob DeGrom. I love Dari Dickey. Oh my God, uh, so many. Lance Johnson for the one season that he was in New York was great. Todd Hunley. I was Todd definitely a part of the Todd squad. Mackie Sasser was a big one for me. Uh, so there were a lot of guys out there. Dave Magadan, I really liked. Uh, Rico Bronia, John Oliver. yeah. <laughs> loved Rico Bronia. I mean, I loved Jose Reyes. And it, it sucks to look back at Jose Reyes uh, with everything that happened and kind of have to temper my excitement about him. But, you know, sometimes these things happen. But that 2016 especially, I mean... I was 25. I was young. I still didn't have a lot of responsibilities. Had they won the World Series at that point, Carlos Beltran, I've always been a Carlos Beltran fan, even before he became a yeah. Met. Um, had that 2016 finished the job like they should have and won that World Series, I don't know what kind of level my Mets fandom would be at today because I would have had my World Series. So, um, you know, all I want is one. All I want is one. That's it. Just got to taste it once. Uh, Ray Ordonez, Todd Hunley, Mike Piazza. There we Ray go. Ordonez, you, you, I'm shocked. I'm not shocked that Ray Ordonez is on there, but I'm shocked about someone you left off because as someone who has known you for going on 25 years now, where, oh, where is Hideo Nomo on there? Oh, list? my God. I totally forgot about him. Mike Piazza, you're off the list. <laughs> you're off the list. And I think... <laughs> Todd Hunley about to be off the list because you know who else you forgot? Who? Carlos Baerga. Oh, my God. Carlos Baerga. Oh, man. Roberto Alomar. He's on the Fuck list. him. If I was just thinking who would be on my most hated list. Roberto Alomar. Roger Cedeno. Cedeno. <laughs> I hated that guy. Uh, Eli Marrero. Oh, fucking Marrero. That piece of shit. <laughs> but, like, I used to heckle him when he was on the other yeah. team. And yeah. then when the Mets got him, I like couldn't believe it. I felt like they did it because the of disrespect, me. Disrespect, bro. No loyalty. <laughs> Scott Strickland was another one. He Ugh. was a relief pitcher who I just couldn't stand. Oh, my God. There's so many of those guys. But Jason Bay. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> That's why we don't talk. We don't talk about that. Yet. The Jason Bay thing is weird, just because. I mean, it's not even necessarily his fault. It's the concussions and the injuries, yeah. really. But you know, going back, I mean, we're going back to what two thousand and eight at that point. Just like we didn't know a lot about head injuries still at that point, or the extent of the um, the effect and the damage that they cause. So poor Jason Bay got a lot of shit that was probably undeserved at the time. Sure. But I didn't I remember like But he was still signing, terrible. The signing of him we were all like why are we signing well, Jason? The, the thing with Jason Bay was we gave Jason Bay what 66 million for 4 years. At the same time Matt Holiday was available and was obviously the better player and it was like if you're going to give Jason Bay yeah. that why not just ante up the extra money and get Matt Holiday which would have been the right play. Bastards. Uh, Mike Hampton, right? That bastard. Hey, I mean, he took the bag, right? We don't get mad at people for taking the bag. 
it's well, the fucking bullshit angry. about the Colorado. Oh, the, the public school system is much better. But up. still, Mike Hampton gave us that complete game win in the NLCS to send us to the World Series in 2000. So how mad are you going to stay at Mike Hampton? Can't do it forever. All right, then Tom Glavin. How about that? Fuck I, Tom Glavin. Mad forever. <laughs> Thank God Tom Glavin didn't pitch a no-hitter. Because if oh. my first no-hitter in team history had to come from a fucking brave, I would have been Fuck living. Fuck him. Fuck him. Never met. We don't. Ugh. 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 The Marlins. Ugh. What are we doing? Seven runs in the first inning. <sighs> Never forget it. I was at that game. <laughs> Unfucking believable, bro. What a. F- oh, all right. Enough Mets. We'll be here all day. Yeah. Angry at Mets players. <laughs> We get we get mad at this year's team the way it's been going. Oh Jesus, Joe! Did you know that your Colorado Rockies in your the thirteen run pool here they put it on the Mets so bad that week that they went from the bottom. You know that they only one number away from. Yeah, <laughs> holy! I do know this, that this team is like come here if you want to get good, guys. Like what is happening? It's and as we speak, the Mets are just now starting a series with the. Best team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays, that oh, I'm blacked out yeah. out of because I can't watch oh. it because I guess I'm still technically in the Tampa Bay Rays um, fan zone, whatever. So, Bro, you're 100 miles away. What, what is going on? No, it makes sense, but I also get blocked out of the Marlins. That's bullshit. It's one or the other. You shouldn't have to get Dude, blocked out. Dude, there's teams in the Midwest, there, or I should say people in the Midwest, who get blocked out of or blacked out of the Cardinals, the Royals, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Twins, the Brewers, like all That's of them. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'd be furious, bro. Like the entire Midwest, all those teams apparently stake claim. So baseball blacks out all of them. Jesus Christ. So we'll see if that blackout thing ever changes. It's always a hot topic of conversation about MLB just taking over the broadcasting rights. And especially as we're seeing the kind of regional cable networks kind of disappear and it become not as profitable MLB kind of taking over the broadcasting. So we shall see if blackouts become a thing of the past, but oh, go ahead. I was going to say, did you see the, the Phoenix suns owner, the new owner of the Phoenix suns? He's taking them off of, uh, off the cable channel, off the cable channel. Cause he's yeah. like, it pays. Like I get, I, the money's nice, but I also want to grow my fan base and, on free TV is where you grow your fan base. So now there's talk of possibly trying to get him to also buy the fee- the Arizona Coyotes mm. and see if he would like to try to grow that game where maybe it's a, an outlay of money at the beginning, but maybe big financial incentive on the back end. There's some rumors going on about that. Matt Ishbia? Ishbiza? Yeah, Ishbias, I believe it is, yeah. So mm. very interesting stuff. A lot yeah. of interesting stuff going on with hockey and possible expansion right now. But that's a tale for another time. Mm. We're talking real fast before we wrap up. Uh, the sports, the Final Four, both uh, NHL and NBA. Yep. What are you thinking here, Joe? The Florida Panthers, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes teams get hot and they're, they're overpaid goalie who they really wish they could have uh, gotten yes. out from under that contract these past They're couple of years. playing good. Stepped up in the big moment. They beat the number one team of all time. They they just uh, won the second round uh, against the Maple Leafs in five games, which is going to yes. cost a lot of people their jobs in Toronto. 
So very interesting. We got the Maple Leafs and Carolina Hurricanes in the East, and now the Vegas Golden Knights and Dallas Stars in the West. I would like to see Florida versus Vegas. I'm going with Vegas as the winner of the Stanley Cup. And Gomez, who do we got in the NBA? In the NBA in the East, we got the Miami Heat taking on the Boston Celtics. Celtics are favored there. We'll see what happens. The Heat, though, are just they're, they're putting it through. They're the they're eighth the, seed. Hey, they're the Florida Panthers of basketball. They are. They're both the eighth seed. And eighth they're both seed, and they're both kicking ass. Yep. Uh, and then in the West, we got the number one seed, the Denver Nuggets, two-time MVP, Jokic, and uh, taking on LeBron, the Lakers, Anthony Davis. It's going to be good, bro. I'm excited. This yeah. is. Uh, I'm going to go Lakers-Celtics, Lakers over. I would love that. I don't know. The Nuggets are fucking good, bro. They're really good. The only thing that could help is if Anthony Davis – does his thing and yeah. slow down. You can't really slow down Jokic. You know he is I some fucking player, man. I've been watching and just unbelievable. Like, and nobody watches because it it's on the Nuggets. Who the fuck is yeah. watching Denver Nuggets? You know they just see this big doofy white guy killing it. And uh, now people are gonna learn. They're gonna learn real quick. Denver Nuggets are real fucking good. They were the number one team all year, and I think they had like the worst odds to win. Like no one respected them. Everyone was like, "Fuck this, the- bro!" And they've killed everyone, murdered. Murdered the last uh, the, the Phoenix Suns last round, please. So I'm excited. The playoffs have been great. I've watched a little bit of the hockey from I've seen it's been good, but basketball has been a fantastic. I will say playoff. the second round for hockey was very very good. Outside of the um, Dallas Seattle great. series, the Devils lost. It's great. <laughs> well, at least I mean, they beat the Rangers first. Nah, but, but at least the Devils lost. I'll take Dallas Seattle wasn't a great series, but Game Seven was a great Game Seven. Oh, uh, it was a one goal game. Sucks. They blew tight. that. It was like fucking like ten seconds, right? They like quick goal to start the game. Didn't they give up a first period goal, nice and early last night in that game seven? Oh. Uh, it was there was a. I don't know. I, I I didn't tune in until the middle of the second period. It was already one nothing. I think I saw a game break. Like it was like it happened so early. It's just like oh, that kind of kills your shit. You know, it's like oh man, to give but up a goal. The that end quick. got really tight because Dallas came back, scored a goal to go of two nothing. Beautiful goal that the guy scored. And then Seattle came back, finally got on the board with like 18 seconds to go when the goalie pulled. So now you had a frantic 18 seconds at the end too. Mm. So it was just really good. Uh, Seattle, a very nice showing in their second year of play. Yeah, that's great. So the fan base is energized. And obviously these last two teams in expansion, Vegas and Seattle, the fan bases that they have going right now and the fan support that they have right now, I mean, it helps when your teams don't suck for the first 15 years, I was going to say is – is is are they gonna do something to change that? Like, are the other teams gonna be like, bro? How are these expansion teams coming in and making the playoffs? So, like, they're gonna like change the fucking draft or something? I mean, probably not. There, there are rumors about more expansion, possibly adding two more teams. Um, there's other towns up in the air, but really, they got to figure out the Arizona Coyotes situation first because right now they're legitimately playing at a college arena. Um. <laughs> So before they do anything, but it's just think about expansion as we know it. You bring in a new team. They suck for years. Yes, always. And like what in like the novelty wears off rather quick, right? Of course. Like you go see a new team because they're new. But if they keep losing, you know, 90 percent of their games for three years, you're probably done being a fan of that team. Look at the Marlins. And then, you know, and the Marlins won a World Series in what? 
93, 94, 95, 96, 97. They're pretty fifth quick. year yeah. in existence. They won the World Series and couldn't even sell it out. Nope. So, and they've won another World Series since. It's been 20 years now since that last World Series. But, hey, it's been a lot longer for other teams. A lot of teams wish they were the Marlins, right? Like, yeah. As bad as the Marlins are, still got two in 25 years or whatever it is. Like, yeah. you know, we'll take it. Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. Subscribe wherever it is that you are taking in this show, whether that's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, uh, what's the other one? Stitcher Radio, wherever. Hit that subscribe button, leave a five star review. And if you'd like, screenshot it, tweet it to us at Car Jomez, and we will send you a autographed eight by 10 as a token of our appreciation. You could find all my personal stuff at the Joe shoes, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes for all my t-shirts and to support and YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes for my food review videos some toy stuff and some little tidbits that I'll just be adding for the hell of it. Very nice. The Gomez154 Instagram and Twitter. Check out that Twitch stream. You never know when I'm going to go live. I just pop on there sometimes and show some shit. That's MezMovie on Twitch.tv. Slash mess movie. All right. And next week we are back with Fast X. Mm. Part one of three of X. (laughs) X, One third X, I guess. I I don't know. What are we supposed to call it? If it's supposed to be a trilogy, but we're ending at X. I don't know. But this is a Fast and the Furious movie, and we are here for it. Can't wait. Can't wait. So Gomez, with all that being said, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace.